All right. Hey, welcome everybody. It's seven o'clock Wednesday night. It's time for Sci-Fi Distilled. Hey, we already got two people already. Hey, Bill. Hi, Dennis and Dennis, Bill. How, are you? how goes it? Nice of you to join us. Um, so uh, we are continuing with our Martin. robot Hi, month, um, and we are doing uh, the 1973, correct? Yes, uh, Westworld. I so this was this is Michael Crichton's directorial. Yes, he had for for the movies for the theater. Right. He had directed something on TV before, but this was his movie debut. Right, right. So, but before we get into that, I know you got news. I got news. I got news. Where did I put the news? I got all kinds of news. Uh so this weekend we changed the clocks. Well, first of all, it's the idea. Why is this still a thing? It's it is a thing. I thought we were getting rid of it. Didn't it go to like Congress? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. They were going to like change that. So, but they didn't. All right, guys. It's the Ides of March today. So I hope you all beware or whatever. Well, yesterday was Pi Day. Yesterday was Pi Day. Friday, St. Patrick's Day. This weekend, we changed the clocks. And if you're all dug out from the storm, let's do some news. So after losing an hour of sleep this weekend, I did the sensible thing and stayed up late to watch the Oscars. Yay, Michelle. Yo, yay. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once is now the most celebrated sci-fi film in oscar history this is causing an online buzz historically hollywood didn't really they didn't really reward sci-fi or fantasy as much as they did real world dramas they were often nominated for visual effects of course makeup costumes stuff like that but they rarely won um with the exception of star wars at the 1978 oscars they won six they won art direction costume sound, editing, score, and visual effects. And then other standouts over the years are like Drex. Drex got it for Dick Tracy. Yep, that was Dick for makeup. Yep. But largely, like for the most part, you never see sci-fi or fantasy in the big top four, which is like best directing, best actor, best actress, and best picture of the year. Like that, and that has all changed now. It's been changing, it's starting to change in recent years. I know the one with Doug Drexler where he was the swimmy fishy guy. What was that called? They won for that. Um, oh, but, the, the, the weight, of, uh, weight of the water? No, something it, about water. Yeah, yeah whatever. Whatever. Swimming fish going. Whatever, that <laughs> one. But that is starting to change. And now with Doug everybody. Doug Jones, you mean? <laughs> Doug, the guy from, from Doug Discovery. Jones, yeah. What did yeah, I say? Not, Doug Drexler. I was like. No, oh, Doug, oh. Doug Drexler won makeup for Dick Tracy. For, for Dick Doug Tracy. Jones, our Doug guy, Saru. One, one for I think it's some the shape of water. The shape of water, yes, thank you. The shape yeah. of water. But anyway, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? How does sci-fi and fantasy get the recognition and acknowledgement it well, deserves? I, I think up until recently, most of the movies that people didn't take seriously. I or either they were either just straight up action films. Or they were, um, you know, almost kids' movies, you know, yeah. like superhero movies. And, well, sure, sure. And that is I think they just didn't take them seriously. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, well, I'm kind of surprised that 2001 must have won more for something for at least visual effects. Uh, probably um, visual effects. Yeah. I bet Doug Trumbull, you know, uh, I, yeah. I, I'd have to look it up. Somebody who's near a computer, look it up. Look. <laughs> what well, you I mean, you're about? right. You're right. They tend to tend to lean towards towards dramas um <laughs> the encino man casted well yes the encino man cast they do lean toward dramas but now but i mean lord of the rings kind of got acknowledged um i know over on the television side lost one best drama one year for one of its seasons so you know I, it's kind of the this it's starting to swing starting to change and i'm here for it i kind of i appreciate that I well think we'll see i mean they have to keep making films that are worthy of you know True, true. You know what I'm saying? True. It's like you just can't say, well, sci-fi should get more if the movies aren't any good or they're just fluff blockbuster type stuff. Well, they're gonna stay, yeah. they're gonna stay in that genre of of music and effects. And that is a great point because I feel like everything everywhere all at once had a really human message, you know, had a great message. So I haven't I haven't seen it, so oh, uh, see I probably it. should put it on my list, but you gotta see it. Let's let's zip through the Oscar. So best supporting actor Kiwi Kwan short round short round. Yeah. You know, all of these winners to me and, felt and from little... and from he was also the same kid that and was Goonies. in our Goonies. And Goonies, yeah. yeah. Uh and best supporting actress Jamie Lee Curtis 
Um, animated is Pinocchio. We don't care about that. Costume design, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. That's well-deserved. I know they researched and worked really, really hard on those costumes, so that was absolutely deserved. Best makeup and hairstyling, The Whale. That was putting Brendan Fraser into uh, the, the fat suit, the head of the prosthetics. Um, but I know it's also had, it also had digital effects to it as well. And he won. He won Best Actor. And he won Best Actor. Best Screenplay was Everything Everywhere. Best Cinematography. Okay, actually, All Quiet on the Western Front got Best Cinematography. I was kind of surprised that Top Gun Maverick was not even nominated. After everything we learned when we covered the movie about how they put the cameras, they had to, like, specially design the cameras and cram them into the into the planes with the actors, and the actors had to be their own cinematographers. All that work that went into that, not even nominated. I feel like it at least deserved. Again, this is a movie that you know. I was surprised it got nominated for best picture. Um, I was too. I was too. Again, this is not the type of movie that. But I'm okay with like best effects or best cinematography. Yeah, I mean that's what I would have thought. It might have been effects or or something like that. But they did um, win best sound. Which okay, I really okay. was not noticing this. That's the thing. Is like now I'm like, well, good. That's just it. If it's if it if it if the sound is blending in, then it's doing I suppose its job. That's true. You know, I suppose that's true. Uh, best film editing, everything, everywhere. Best original song, not too, not too from RR. And I'm about to talk about that in, in my next segment. Visual effects, Avatar: Way of Water, of course. Lead actor, Brendan Fraser. Lead actress, Michelle Yeoh. Everything, everywhere got directors, and everything, everywhere got best picture so with michelle yo winning that best lead actress trophy does that mean does that sound the death knell for a section 31 oh you think she's going to be too expensive she might be a little expensive i don't know people on people on the internet are already like the star trek the star trek world on the internet are already saying yeah that's not going to happen but they're already saying you know what we want to see she's certainly going to want more money unless she's already signed a contract she should just they'll have her in the opening opening episode setting it up and then they'll hand it off to lesser actors but people are already saying you know what we want to see we want to see a wharf and raffi section 31 show yeah not raffi um, okay, Raffi. I like Raffi. No, Worf a- could. Worf absolutely could. Michael Worf could, wanted to yeah, Worf could pull it off. I mean, Raffi, no, I don't want to see any more Raffi. I like Raffi. I don't care. Don't like, a lot of people don't like her. I think I don't nothing against the actress. I think the character is not good, but that's just me. I like her better with Worf. She seems to yeah. gel. Did well we even discuss her. last week that Discovery has got its last season? Yes, uh, Discovery five. has yeah. officially been canceled. Yep. Yeah. So we will see. And of course, the, the, the internet is blowing up on both sides. And, you know, the naysayers since season one have been saying, see, I told you, but it only took them five but years. Five to years. Right. Five, that's a good five, run. Five, six years to be right. And then, of course, like, the other people are like, oh. Is but, actually a good run. And looking back on the Pike years, or the Pike year, the one year, that that was an okay year. I, I was kind well, of. The, show, the show needs to go. It's awful. Either they needed a complete rework or it needed to go because it was just awful. It wasn't in keeping with Starfleet. No. no a lot was... of these shows aren't. Again, I, I, I'm coming to the conclusion that Kurtzman just doesn't like Star Trek and it's his mission in life to just bring it down. <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't say that that's true, but I am very happy that Terry Metalis is. Yeah, at I mean, the season, the season three Picard has has been slowly getting better. Not slowly, but it's been getting better and better with each episode. So, um, hopefully, yeah. By the end, of course, you know, by the end, of, I'm hearing the last two episodes. They say it's going to blow your brain. So, yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, that's, that's what, what people have been saying. Yeah, the people that have seen it. So. I'll say, all right, um, moving on with the moving news. Moving on. Uh, in international film news, I just mentioned that Natu Natu from RRR uh, won Best Original Song. Uh, RRR is this massive, epic, covers a pretty fair amount of time, epic action drama film centering around the fictional versions, fictional versions of real Indian revolutionaries and their fight against British rule. And this movie is noted for its massive action sequences, cinematography, and incredible visual effects, which dial everything up, including the dancing, because there's always dancing, (laughs) dials everything up to superhuman levels. I, since looking, you know, I was like, well, what the heck is this movie? So I looked at it. Uh, I am not very interested in watching this movie. The other international film news is, you know who else likes science fiction? China. China's sci-fi blockbuster, The Wandering Earth 
2 is scoring huge at the box office and drawing attention to the technology behind the movie. Uh, Wandering Earth 2 is a pre uh, prequel or a sequel? I guess it's a sequel to the 2019 blockbuster Wandering Earth. Duh, that makes perfect sense. Uh, and tells the story of how humanity is building these enormous engines to propel, to move the Earth. It's very like Space 1999. <laughs> They're going to actually move the Earth to a new solar system because our sun is burning out. Um, this movie is a flashy state approved, read Chinese government approved, cornball spectacle about humanity's resilience and hope in the face of annihilation, especially the Chinese. The Chinese have the most, uh, resilience and hope, of course. Um, and it's produced with gargantuan budgets that, uh, exceed anything we've seen in the United States. What do you guys think? They say the sci-fi, they say the sci-tech props in this movie are real and it is hard to discern what is real and what is visual effect. Do you guys want us to look at either RRR or Wandering Earth? It's always good to see what's going around the, going on around the world in cinema and to see what they are doing with their visual effects. What do you guys think? Should we take a look? Well, we've done, we've well, have you, we did... Um, we did the Japanese movie. Battleship Yamato. Yep, we did Yamato. Um, not moving the Earth with balloons. They're moving the Earth with... The name of the Chinese movie is The Wandering Earth 2. It's the sequel. It's kind of, the it's kind of like the Boston albums, you know? Isn't that the whole thing? They all lift, they, except it wasn't the whole Earth. They, The Boston, the Boston, the, the rock band. Yeah, Boston, I know Boston. You ever see their album covers? That was their whole thing, that the cities were, were launching. Is that what, is that what going I'm going to have to go back and look now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that awesome. was, they had some great. That's one thing you don't get anymore. You know that we. I know off topic, but is album please art. type it. The wandering earth, the earth that wanders, the wandering earth, and the the uh, the Indian one is R. The letter R R R R R R. <laughs> we could do both movies in one show. We don't care about the plots. R R is not even science fiction. It's. I don't know what it is, but what we're interested in is the visual effects. Well, what, what are they doing? With the seeing, you know, like, they say these things are kick-ass. Netflix has been pulling a lot of the Korean stuff too, like we saw Squid Games and and Silent Sea. Um, that's true. That's true. Um, things are getting international. So they're getting they're and pulling you watch in, the German thing. That the German, German one, yeah. <laughs> and what I'm finding, it's interesting. I mean, we could have a whole show on this if you guys want, because I think it, it might merit a discussion. Because tales it's from very different from what we expect and what we're like. I don't know if it's a language barrier thing that's just the way their language is spoken and the way it translates, or it's a way they perceive movies should be because they all seem to be much slower mm. than than what we're you at least for me like you know there's like say something yes <laughs> like, or if they do it it sounds very corny but i suspect that that is because at least in, i was i'm watching silent see i'm almost done with it and some of the lines are very corny and i'm like i think it's i think it's a language thing it just doesn't translate right from from korean to Maybe. english Maybe. And I think it just sounds stupid to us, where it, which probably is much more natural and normal and not sounding so corny. In That's interesting. Life. Yeah, I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't speak Korean. So. Yeah, guys, if you uh, if you guys want us to do around the world, you know, I can. Rep I'll I'll watch RRR and and the Wandering Earth. And you know what you said about being slow is uh, Phil Phil Merkel would agree with you because he was. I had recommended Tales from the Loop. Which is Scandinavian, yeah. a Swedish. Right. That's actually was good, but again, I, I loved see. it. I loved it. He yeah. said the first episode put him to sleep. He was like, it was so slow. I was it like, is oh, very. It's not. It's not an action show. It's no, a, it's not an action show. It's kind a of a deep thinker sort of thinker. Sci-fi, yeah. I but you're right. I can it. see again if you're not into that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's. it's but yeah, guys, let us know if you want us to just have an international night and we'll just look at a few things from here, there, and everywhere. Because I really am interested in seeing those two movies I just reported on. Because I hear that what they're doing with visual effects is absolutely mind blowing, and I want to know what are they doing that we're not doing? What are they doing that we could steal and apply to our movies? <laughs> you well, know, we've like, done what, that. I mean, that certainly has happened. There's definitely been, you know, foreign films and foreign TV shows that we've adapted to the United States because they're popular everywhere else. So we have to make the that, American. I mean, the, but we do that all the time. We've done that. We do it with uh, British stuff all the time. With Office, duh. Yeah, the Being Office. Human, we do it to Britain all the time. Yeah. Top Gear, although you know, usually though, like like when we did Top Gear, it was terrible. 
their top gear, but their top gear was because of their our top gear was awful. It was awful. But, um, but here's the but thing: like, so but like the office is really good, but so is the British one. Like an American version, the British version is. That's the thing. There's no reason anymore. Universal. There used to be, I think. There was a time, I think, when they Ooh, they, when they would do stuff. In Doctor Who, yeah. Doctor Who, we, we didn't make an American we, version of Doctor Who. We, well, we, we did, did, technically. We made the we film. We did try to make an American there version of Doctor Who. There was a film with an American actor. Oh. I believe he was an American. I don't know. But it was definitely, it was an American produced film. Why? The one, the one Why? doctor. The There's one that no he was a one-off doctor. So. Um, All right. Let me go back. Let me finish the news. Red Dwarf by becoming back. Red Dwarf did come back. Red Dwarf comes and goes. But it I came back, but honestly, after seeing it, it really just needs to, to not come back anymore. I love Red Dwarf. <laughs> I know, but it, the last, the last, the last thing they did was just—I didn't think it was that great. Well, I, I mean, just, after you even do it, it's like you yeah, know, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't. It's done. Doctor it's Who is done. the only thing. Although Star Trek's been going pretty long time too now. Doctor Who outlives yeah. Star Trek is uh, is long is long uh, older than Star Trek. So did you remember when Shatner But there was a gap, so if you count Iron Chef America. Oh, as the guy, as the dude, right? Yeah. All right, let's let's finish yeah. with let's finish the news. Finish I'm the gonna news. skip this article. We don't need to oh okay. And the last piece of news tonight before we talk about Westworld from real life. This is news from real life. I had to include it because I my little tiny pea brain was blown. Um, move over cocaine bear. We now have cocaine cat. Hamilton County, Ohio dog wardens got kept getting calls about what people thought was a leopard in a tree. And so they came and captured him. And they figured out it was a cat named Amory that escaped from his owner's car during a traffic stop. The experts suspected that Amory was actually a serval, which is a cat native to sub-Saharan Africa. And funnily enough, illegal to own in Ohio. To confirm that, the medical team took a DNA sample and also tested him for narcotics. He had tested positive for exposure to cocaine and they did conclude he was indeed a serval. Now you're probably asking me, wait, Beth, wait, wait, what? what? Yeah, why? Why did the shelter just randomly decide to test this cat, Amory, for drugs? Well, let me tell you that story. The short answer is a capuchin monkey named Neo. Last year, Animal Control seized a monkey from his Cincinnati home after a veterinarian saw a video of him and believed he ingested Xanax or cocaine or a combination thereof and needed medical care. Neo tested positive for amphetamines, underwent treatment, and is now safely in an undisclosed location. And the owner was indicted on animal cruelty charges, as it should be. Uh, since then, it's become standard protocol for shelters in Ohio to test for narcotics for any animal that's more exotic than the usual household pet. And America, all I got to say is, what is wrong with you? I guess I'm, I'm confused what this has to do with sci-fi stuff. It doesn't. I said this was from <laughs> real life. I told you. <laughs> I said it the time. Okay, well, story. random news of the day. <laughs> random news of the day. I had to report this because cocaine bear, now we have cocaine, cocaine cat. The, yeah. the point is, America, there's something bad wrong with you. There's something bad wrong with you. People have been getting their pets high for years. That's not new. <sighs> I don't understand. My little brain. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not condoning that behavior, mind you. I'm just saying it happened. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, all right. So before we get too far into Westworld, we do have a drink. Oh, yeah. What's our drink for robots? This is pretty harsh. Uh uh, absolute vodka or any your vodka of choice or Jack Daniels or whiskey of your choice and some yeah, Bill had drops it. of grenadine. I'm thinking, wow, that's gonna knock you on your ass. <laughs> go, never mind, never mind cocaine cat. And cocaine that's pretty bear. much straight up alcohol there. So I don't know what it would taste like. Cocaine vodka and whiskey. This vodka and whiskey with a, just a oh, couple of drops of grenadine for color. Hey, a little, so, little red. Little I don't red. know. I'll, you know. What Chris can I Rush. The shadow's waiting for cocaine aardvark. Why not? Cocaine aardvark. So, cocaine well, good Nyborg, man. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So, 1973 Westworld. Uh, this, again, we had talked. This is uh, Michael Crichton's first directorial debut. He also, of course, wrote this. Um, of course, we're kind of seeing, I got to say, as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, this has got to be where Jurassic Park 
Yeah, this from. was like his dry There's run. No question. <laughs> no question. This Jurassic Park was like the redo. Yeah. Of yeah. This was his dry run for Jurassic Park, and then he was like, "Okay, guys, now we're gonna do all, dinosaurs. Yeah. And we're gonna fix the following problems." This and movie he did. is very interesting in some ways. Um, it's very 1970s for for right out of the gate. Um, so if you watch it, there's some really cringy stuff that is particularly in the beginning when they're the, the, the guys yeah, like the giving ad, ad and he's talking and, and it's some cringy stuff that's definitely not PC by today's standards. But it's only what about an hour and a half, so like nine, barely 90 minutes, a little over 90 minutes long. So and literally the first hour, like nothing of significance happens. Nope. It's like just them enjoying like the evening's entertainment yeah. is this long ass and, and then i like i never noticed it before i'm like literally the like the whole action sequences when he's being chased yeah by the gunslinger is yeah. like the last 25 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah exactly and that's it and that was the whole crux of the movie the whole first so half. i'm like but i remember watching this i didn't see the theater i was too okay. young obviously but i remember seeing this in reruns and you know in the afternoons on sunday afternoon or whatever and I remember Yul Brenner, it was it was kind of scary, you know, as for a kid to watching him because yes. he did a really Ooh, good job. Now, granted, he's a very particularly serious yeah. continence, you know, he's very Except his face like so yeah, like it was kind of frightening. And they yeah. did they definitely did something. He had like eye, he must have had like um he had contacts, they had contacts the, to make his eyes look almost yes, they had those mirrored contacts and, and which also uh, you know, with the scenes where you see through his eyes, that was the first time anybody they use computer yes, graphics. Yes, that was the movie. first CGI. I, I don't know if it's technically, yeah. I'm going to call it primitive CGI. I can tell you how they did that. Yeah, this was a great choice to do. Um, I'm glad we did this because this was a really nice bridge between like Wally and uh, what we did last week, last week, which was iRobot. This is kind of like that middle ground between like a little box of a robot and a human i think they did a great job because the robots really looked like human beings i mean they were just amazing <laughs> in this thing yeah they were great so what was the thing with the hands they didn't need to do that they could have just said you know, the eyes the eyes yeah i guess they just needed something to differentiate them because they were so human because they were humans but so they said they never could get the it hands right like which which the only thing i thought that that was kind of works is because i think most artists will tell you Hands are very difficult to draw. Okay, while that is true, so that might be a I thing that they pick out, up on saying that it's really hard to recreate a hand. I don't I, think I think the hand would be one of the easiest. That's absolutely things true. However, are hands really that much harder than say? Oh, I don't know, reproductive systems. Yeah, I agree. They clearly I'm not, had. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying that's why they probably did it. Functional. Well, you needed something. Parts. You couldn't say, "Drop your pants. Let me see if you're a robot." <laughs> <laughs> something plus if it's like okay a functioning i just had this flash from porky's remember okay. remember in Por did you ever see porky's yeah she, she's, she's trying to identify she's like if i see the penis i'll, I'll, I'll identify. <laughs> <laughs> funny I scene I was, about, I was about to make a stormy daniels joke but i won't okay um <laughs> um the thing of it is though like Please tell me these things got cleaned. Like the sex bots, they got cleaned. Well, in between well they got right? cleaned. They took them in every night and. Service. I feel like they only took in the broken ones. The yeah, other maybe. ones you see well, maybe they, maybe they, all night long, and then she gets. Maybe reaction. they train them to clean themselves, know, give themselves a bit of a horse bath. You know, tops and tails. Okay, here's 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 the thing. Is given that information, <laughs> getting the, guys, is getting recreation the of the future is the recreation of the future killing things and sex. Is that it? Is that where we're going? We're well, going that way? Clearly, clearly, sex is always going to be... Or brawling, I mean, fighting, robbing the You know, I'm just saying, it's like, it's, like it's, it's the world's oldest profession. The porn industry is still a gajillion dollar, billion dollar industry. That's absolutely so, true. I mean, and it only is getting bigger. No pun intended. All right, little pun. Little pun. <laughs> Phrasing. Crazy. And I'm not even drinking this water, folks. I swear. <laughs> so anyway, Michael Crichton thinks the future recreation is violence and sex. Okay, I guess I, I guess it's I'm pretty much what the whole place was about. I guess. Especially they even described Roman world as a hedonistic yeah. environment. Yeah. So I and mean if you're going to Roman world, world, you were jousting if, if and you're stuff, going to Roman world, yeah, you're just going sword to fights. And then Roman world, they killed each other horrific ways in Roman world. I wonder if there was like a Colosseum. 
Yeah, I don't know. Well, they did say mention jousting. I mean, I'm sure there were spas and like more relaxing things, but just somehow the focus wasn't on that. All right, let's actually talk about this thing. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, it's so, a- it is important to point out that these are robots that they were very specifically programmed to do certain things and not operate yes. autonomously. Let's- Let's talk about that's this. That's why I picked this is that they look like androids, but they yes, are essentially but robots. they aren't, which brings up a really, really interesting point. There's one line. It's like a blink and you miss it line uh, delivered by Alan Oppenheimer, um, where he basically says it's like infectious disease and it's spreading from Roman world or medieval world, wherever it started. It's spreading, you know, and which would we know now today as a virus. But they never really make it clear. Let the gunslinger, just for example, did he turn and go rogue because he had this virus or because he had some memory of the fact that this guy keeps killing me? Because he was going specifically for uh, Richard the Benjamin. Richard Benjamin character, yeah. whose name I can't remember, uh, because he had already killed him twice. They, and that's I, a little vague. Well, it, that's much clearer in the TV show, but it was a little vague in the movie. Yeah. Um, Peter Martin was his character's name. Um I don't know. You know, that's the thing. They don't explain. They do. They alluded early on that they've been having some failures of equipment. Um, But then it was like, it's literally like a light switch went off. It was like they had some minor problems here, minor problems there. And then everything went bad. Like literally they get the guys. I mean, where the the scientists engineers die because they're sealed. Why is this room hermetically sealed? Hermetically sealed. That's a a great. There's no reason for that room. No reason to be. So why was it sealed? But so they literally suffocate in this room because the system has failed and they shut down and they can't restart it and all this stuff. So I mean, it really went haywire quick. But they did. They were kind of alluding that there was some kind of systemic problem that was starting to crop up. Yes. But they couldn't figure it out. Yes. And again, it's kind of the hubris where like one guy said, we should shut down for a month to figure this out. And they're like, oh, yes. no, no, we can't do that. Which is so typical. You know that exactly what that's what would happen. Well, that's if, exactly if, what happened. If, Disney, if Disney's, if, if the, the, the bears there, the whatever, started to kill people, they're busy be like, we'll just shut that ride down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and Michael Crichton has in multiple movies, he tends, he wants to criticize corporate you know the corp. Not he's actually not criticizing robots and saying we shouldn't let technology take over for us because it'll kill us all. He's actually trying to criticize the corporate uh, mindset. He just it's not really clear in his movies. Yeah, the one incident was the snake incident. That right, that was like one of the first ones. And then they were like, no, no, it's still it's fine. And then there was like an on off screen incident that you don't know about that happened in or maybe we did see it. I can't remember. In there was World. one previously, I think, where something went wrong, but it didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, I don't remember specifically. And Chris we know was saying it was a virus, and because they put new interface in the gunfighter. Yeah, the last time he was shot, I don't know. They did some mechanical upgrades. That's when they gave him the infrared. Why he did infrared? Yes, that's true. That's better true. hearing. But I don't know. I don't know if specifically. I want. I'm not saying yes or no, but I'm not sure that they said they updated his software. But clearly, yeah, these things must be all connected because they're all connected to a central computer because they can control them and tell them. To do certain things exactly yeah you know because exactly. oh i know what it was the one guy was making passes at the chamber yeah and she refused him and that was supposed to be because she was supposed was just, to be a sex which you just had creepy all over it because he's this like old guy <laughs> yeah but that's the whole point that would be the whole point of this place is that some creepy old guy could get a young oh, that's just disgusting anyway interesting what well, we're talking about the snake because the snake was the first incident that went wrong that was a real snake um they had milked it it was a real rattler they had milked it and put something on its teeth and James Brolin's arm was wrapped in something and it's still, it's fangs still went through whatever he was wrapped in and pierced his skin. Wow. And he actually got hurt for real in that, in that shot. Um, but that's kind of like the seventies where they were using real, and like he was really going that to a real snake. Nowadays people, yeah, they would never let, yeah. Yeah. Protection people. Yeah. The animal old. abuse people would be like, yeah. eh, but nope, they, they did it. And then I kind of wondered, cause I, when they showed them opening the snake up to see the little circuits inside, I was like, Oh God, that's another real snake. And like, okay, yeah. <laughs> can't do that anymore. No. Although they did in Game of Thrones, they did actually dress a real deer. They had a real dead deer and they dressed it for one scene. Well, that, you could make that you can, I guess, people shoot, you know, deer and all the time. It's not. Yeah. I mean, I guess if it was really a real know, hunter's 
trophy that you I know it's, it's like saying you know they, if they they slaughtered a cow or a beef in front of you it's like a chicken it's like well we do that every day so yeah, i suppose but anyway you know how the, you know how the movie industry no is. no i get it no i get it so that's interesting but you're right they probably wouldn't let them beat on the snake um just for a shot it would be yeah. fake it would be yeah. fake it'd be cgi this right now it'd be it wouldn't be real yeah. So um, anyway, back to our back to where we were at. Yeah, so things start going wrong, and then all of a sudden, oh, they wake up from their brawl because I guess the evening's entertainment was either rob a bank or participate in a brawl or have sex. That's your choices in this park. And they wake up for the evening's brawl, and everything's gone horrifically wrong, and the safety protocols are somehow off. How does that work? How does the gunslinger shoot James Brolin? Because because the way they explained that it worked was um, it's a heat thing, and I guess he must have had control over it. I don't know. You're right. The gun must have failed, too, because the gun supposedly has a sensor in it. Yeah. That if it sees heat, it won't. Well, fire. you would think that none of the robots had real. Of course, you know, there's weapons. there's a lot of there's a lot of suspension of disbelief because one could say, okay, oh, what happens yeah, if they shoot, they hit something, and it ricochets and then hits a person? Yeah, you plus it's like, so it's still it's firing like real bullets. Safe, but 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 customers could turn on other customers. Yeah, like, well, know, they're saying no because the guns they, the guns won't work because if you pointed at somebody warm. But Dick, right? That's true. But Dick Van Patten was another human, and he was in the brawl, and I think he got socked by Richard. Yeah, Benton. clearly you can get punched. You can get punched. So it's not yeah, the it's, there's, it, there's, there's, yeah. I bet you had a signed paperwork this thick to go to this park. <laughs> well, the other thing I noticed, they said it's a, it's a thousand dollars a day. Of course, that was 1973, which probably was like today would have been ten thousand dollars a day or something probably. like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's it, factoring inflation. I mean, even even to us, thousand dollars a day is a lot. But you know, when you figure out a resort, I don't know what a resort hotel costs if you have all inclusive with food and drinks and all the other stuff and. You know what I'm saying? It's probably close to that. Maybe. I don't know. A thousand a Disney's close to a thousand day if you stay at the. Well, no, you could well, probably less than that. No, and it's the like, meals and the extra. Well, yeah, they have packages, and I don't even going down that road. But when we went, it wasn't. It was very reasonable for right. three people. Yeah, actually, mm -hmm. I don't. You gotta give. You gotta find the the sales. But anyway. So anyway, yeah, I mean, but I mean, for that kind of experience, I suppose if it was as, as authentic as it, as they portray it, um, I guess. But clearly, this was at some point. I don't know how far in the future it would have been. They never really said the year, but of course, they had this like really fancy hovercraft thing that flew them out to wherever. Yeah, that flew them out. It wasn't even like when they say hovercraft. I always think of those things that like go across the channel, and you know, the, yeah. the, this thing was like a spaceship. Because they actually yeah. showed it kind of. It was like weird. Yeah. So this thing was built out in the middle of the desert or something? I, I guess. Know. Yeah. We're clearly yeah. where that we don't know. It might not even been in the United States. Could have been Asia. Or yeah, actually, it could have been elsewhere. That's true. Could have been elsewhere. There, there's space for this. Well, these little weird glitchy things are not the only ones. There were two other glitches. One was the, the gunslinger with his kick-ass infrared eyes. When Richard Benjamin tricked him by laying on the table with all the other robots, he absolutely should have still seen him as yeah, being yeah, because of the infrared, he could have seen them. The other thing is Magil Barrett's character. The Magil Barrett character and some of the other robots did drink in the saloon, but then in medieval land, that robot girl, the one that was chained up, that he tries to unchain at the very, he's like he thought it was a real girl. You could say oh, they did. They did imply that there were different models. Oh, that's true. That's true. So that's true. she could have been a different model that just wasn't designed to do they that. Just take the water, they could yeah. have been designed because remember he said, "Well, you know, even when he's talking about Yul Brenner's character, when he meets the guy out changing the tire on the little gar golf cart thing, oh, says, oh yeah. this could be a Type Four or a Type if a Type Five or whatever the heck yeah. he says." And four, you know, yeah, like it's like so. You know, they clearly another than the other said. Well, most when they said, "Well, when are they going to run out of power?" Is that some will run down in an hour, some can last 12 hours. It depends. So it depends on the model. Wow. So 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 there's a little bit of an explanation that you could say, well, okay, that's that's why there's just different models. Crazy. Take take it that says it was one of the want. first sci-fi films to open with a commercial. Yeah, Chris, that may be. It's little claim to fame was the first CGI. And I, I do want to talk about that. I can tell you what that was. Um, so they they 
um, Crichton had seen what they were doing. They were just starting to get the first pictures back from Mars. And those pictures were coming back in pixelated, kind of like what the, the gunmen saw. And those pictures were coming back by binary code from the NASA Mariner 4. They were digital pictures coming from binary code. And they just knew from the code kind of what the color shading was. And that's how it created a picture. And so Crichton got this idea and he's like, yeah, let's do like that. So he contacted Jet Propulsion and they were like, yeah, we could do it. It's going to take nine months and cost you $200,000 and all this. And he's like, oh, that, that might not be. So he contacted uh, John Whitney Sr., who was a, a special effects artist um, or visual effects artist. And John Whitney Sr. recommended John Whitney Jr. He said, my son can do it. And John Whitney Jr. did it. He did the sequence in four months. They did have to take film and then... I actually don't know exactly how they did it, but they did have to take film and this was digitally manipulated to make it look like this pixelated vision. And so technically, I think this does count. I mean, it's primitive, but I think this does count as computer generated imagery. So this would be the first uh, computer gem generated imagery. Also, somebody else said that this was the that when they take uh, the gunslinger's face off so they can work on the eyes or whatever. Someone said that this was the first time you saw that in the movie, but I actually don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. I think we've seen that before lots of times. I think we've seen that in Star Trek even. When else have we seen the face come off and there's just... Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, I want to say in iMud. Yeah, we see something. Do we see... Don't they, don't they take a face Or off? do they just smoke and slump over? I thought there was a thing where... I know he picks up his chest, his stomach, and you can Fembots. see the stuff. Yeah, Martin, Fembots, we knew they were... Well, Fembots is... That's Austin Powers. No, no, the earlier Fembots. Like, um... Like, uh... Uh... What's the one with all the wives? Except for what? Six Million Dollar Man was after this, Kent, though. Was it? Pretty sure. This is 1973. Oh, yeah. Six million dollar man would have been after this. Can anybody think of something earlier than Bionic Woman that would have been after this? I'm thinking early. Was there anything in the 50s? Like, surely we've seen robot people in the 50s. I want to say there was, there was too. But anyway. Maybe it was. Maybe this really was the first time we saw a face come off. I don't know. Of course, there was a sequel to this called Future, Future World. World. And it was a TV story. show. Um, well, it was a movie. I don't know if they made it into a TV show. Had uh, what's his name? Um, 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 Fonda there, the son. Oh, Henry Fonda. No, Peter. Uh, Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda. Um, and that was a different story altogether. They were replacing in that in that show. They were movie. They were replacing presidents and heads of state with robots. Yeah, that's true. Take, take over the world. We, can, we do every night. Being I to take over the world. Same thing we do, every, we do night. every night. <laughs> so this was bare bones storytelling. Just saying voyage to the bottom of the sea, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe in well, maybe in maybe in a Doctor Who. I bet. Oh yeah, I'm sure the Doctor Who always had robot people. Well, they had the robot. They, the Doctor Who did have a one with like was during the John Pertwee era. They had. I think they had some Not like the Daleks, the Cybermen. Android. No, they, well, they had some kind. No, it wasn't them. It was one that didn't come. There was, I thought there was some kind of. Yeah. But anyway, we digress. Whatever. Back to this. Barebone sto storytelling. There's like one line, another blink and you miss it line, which is, I don't know if this is good of Crichton or bad of Crichton, but there's one, another blink and you miss it line that says, you know, computers designed half of this stuff. So we really don't know how it works. So he was already trying to hint at sort of AI, not AI, but kind of AI, like the first movement toward it. It only had a $1.6 million budget. Uh, Crichton had visited the Kennedy Space Center and observed, had observed astronaut training and observed how they were trained to react without thinking. So they really were almost built like robots. They were conditioned to do things that would save their lives in an emergency. Like that's what it was. And he started to wonder about the blurring uh, of the line between man and machine. And then of course he went and saw like, you know, I don't know, Pirates of the, not Pirates of the Caribbean, but he went and saw it's a small world or something in Disney. And they're like, this thing was born. So yeah, I, I think this is a great, for our look at robots for robots month, this I, I think is an absolute must include, right. must see. Yeah. Do we know what happens to Dick Van Patten? His no, we never see him die. We don't see him we die. We assume he did because like everybody died except Richard Benjamin. 
<laughs> I mean, like, it everybody, like died. everybody died. Yeah. It seemed like everybody died. Like he kept coming across people and they were dead. Like everybody in Roman world was dead. You know, when he went through Everyone there, there was nobody alive. Was he came times. The one guy out in the middle of the desert, he got shot. <laughs> We're just oh. going to call medieval world medieval times. Medieval times. Medieval times. So is this constitute abuse of these robots? Like abuse of robots is a thing. In Star Wars, the problem with droids, if you guys, it's on YouTube, you can find it, it's a little short thing. Just in the YouTube search key, search bars, type in the problem with droids. Um, they make quite a big deal about this. Um, is this but, robot abuse? Is killing a robot every day abuse? Droids, droids though have some 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 self awareness. At least in Star Wars, they're portrayed as yeah, having personalities and having to the point now they can have their memories wiped and start over again. But for the most part, so one would say they can have they have feelings. At least R two D two implied he had feelings. But these are straight machines. These that, are, that are just doing something. They're not aware. That's absolutely not true. self-aware. Well, we don't know right. that. No, you see, we don't know that. Well, that's the thing. And it, certainly in, in HBO's version of the TV series, they were. They, they were they, self-aware. They, 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 they definitely They're becoming they went beyond people. robot. They were more android. So this is um, absolutely not the first time we've seen robots or machines go rogue or go awry. I mean, think of the M5 computer. On well, here's here's the thing. I mean, but it's one of the more focused times, and it's one of the times where there's a where, there's a, where they're hinting. They're starting to hint at like, you know, the conversation in the control room is hinting that maybe they are starting to come sentient. Maybe they are, you know, well, and if we treat them like this, will they rise up and and overtake us? Well, I mean, the thing is, again, these were never designed to have. So if that was happening, it was happening on its own. That was happening. It was like happening on a. These these machines were no different than your car. We don't we don't feel bad when people have a demolition derby. That's um, true. Or purposely destroy a car just for the hell of it. You're absolutely right. For 1973, it's it's a chunk of metal. It doesn't have any feelings. It doesn't have any. It's not alive. Like just yeah. I mean that's the thing. If it didn't look like a human being, would we care? Yeah. It's only because we're projecting our own feelings onto yeah. something that we perceive as human. You you know? well, yeah. That, yeah. And that's the whole, the whole point of the movie is again, Crichton wanted to criticize corporations, but instead what we got was, are these, you know, are they sentient? I think that was a key point of the, mu- of the movie. Did the gunslinger do it because he had some memory of Richard Benjamin killing him before, or did the gun- gunslinger just that's malfunction? An argument. You'd have to ask did Michael Crichton. Malfunction. You know, my thing is my initial thought was, yeah, when you're watching it as a kid, you're thinking that exact thing that this this thing is has it out for him, for whatever reason it's locked onto him. Now, it could be a Terminator thing. Again, the Terminator was just a machine. It was just focused on doing. That's one true, job. but it was it pre-programmed to kill. And it John. was pre-programmed to kill her. Period. End. Yeah, Sarah. So that's all its focus was. By the way, speaking of John Carpenter, actually modeled. The Terminator and Michael Myers from Halloween. Yes, that's true. After Yule Brenner's after performance. Yule. And Yule kind of modeled his own performance after his Magnificent it's, Seven performance. Yeah. It, well, they is the same outfit. It was the same outfit, but it, it had the same, the same kind of intensity. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it works. It totally works. And actually, this was Yule Brenner only took this because he needed the money. That's true. He was financially in the straits That's at the true. time, he was, and he was, he, he so was he took the this. job. Beat King and I, money. Because uh, he was a much bigger actor than this movie. Yes. I mean, he had, what, two lines? Draw? You know? Your mom <laughs> you know, like, something like, about... Something yeah, something about... Something, yeah. His mama or something, that's it. Yeah. So yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't have a lot of lines. Um, he... You had done King and I something like over 4,000 times, which... I can't imagine doing a, a stage play that many times. And the movie. And the movie. That's true. And the movie. So they also Yule. So Yule is who they wanted for the gunslinger from the get. Is who Michael Crichton wanted for the gunslinger from the get go. He wasn't sure who he wanted for James Brolin and Richard Benjamin. He looked at uh, uh, James Caan, Lee Majors, Elliot Gould, John Boyd, James Francis Go, whatever his name was. Um, they thought about it, but then they decided he decided to go with those two guys because those two guys were lesser known and it would give Yule more of a punch. Like he was the more well-known one. So it kind of gave him a bit of an elevation. And, that, and that's cool. That, that worked. He did look at the then 42-year-old. Was he 42 back then? 
that can't be right. William Shatner. And really thought no, about. He, he had to be older than that. He had to be older older than that. Well, he's 92. Figured out. He's 92 this month. He was seriously contemplated by the studio, but producers struggled with ideas. Yeah, it would have been right because he would have been about 50 years ago. Yeah, and he's. So he would have been 42. Wow. wow. Yeah, this movie's 50 years old now. He's 50 years old, and he's 92 wow. this month. So they so they went with the other two. Um, so William so Shatner would have been in which role? Peter Martin. Really? Yes, I would. No, see, I think I think. I don't think that would have worked because I think because I think part of Richard Benjamin's he's kind of a wussy little yeah wimpy dude. The beginning when he's asking kind of the fanning, the fanning. Yeah, yeah, he's a lawyer, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that, what do you call that? Yeah, I don't see Shatner. Shatner would have he would have been too nope too You're tough. Right. Yep, and so Shatner would have probably pulled off the gunslinger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He probably could pull. Yeah, absolutely. He could have. Shatner was looked at with Peter Graves and Leslie Nielsen. Can you imagine Shatner and Leslie Nielsen as the James Brolin and Richard Benjamin? Too old. Too old. I think they're yeah. too old. I think. Yeah, I think it had to be younger, younger guys. I think yeah. they needed two thirty somethings. Yeah. Two thirty somethings because twenty somethings probably wouldn't have been able to afford it. I think two older guys would have been able to afford it, but it wouldn't have looked right. Well, the older guys would have been like the guy in Medieval Land or the Dick Van Patten. Those are two right. older guys going there and having fun. Right. Yeah. But while we're talking about casting and casting possibilities, let's do all roads because there are roads galore in yeah, this a lot. thing. It's actually quite a few. Quite a few. So obviously everyone, of course, Magel Barrett is in it. Um, but Alan Oppenheimer, who played that lead scientist with the white, he played uh, on a number of things. He played Koroth, 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 uh on Next Gen in an episode called Rightful Air. He played Captain Kyo um, in an episode called The Gem Hadar and Deep Space Nine. And he plays a Nezu ambassador in an episode called Rise of Voyager. And he continues to this day to do voice work for the Starfleet Bob Harks. Now, these the next people I'm about to mention, except for Kenneth Washington, I know which one he is. These are all kind of like ex background other extras around. I, I can't necessarily pick them out, but I will tell them, tell you who they were in Star Trek. Bob Harks. Uh, he was on Deep Space Nine, uh, episode called The Storyteller. He just was a random Bajoran. And then he was in another episode in The Hands of Prophets, also a random Bajoran. And he was a priest in Time's Arrow on Next Generation. Monty O'Grady, he was in Taste of Armageddon and Devil in the Dark, just as random extras. Davis Roberts, he was Dr. Ozaba in The Empath in the original series. Kenneth Washington, well, um, he played Watkins in That Which Survives. You know him, he's the one black guy in the control room. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Charles Seal. He played Ed, Inspector of the Gun, in the original series. And did I miss anybody? Uh, no. But why did I write Jimmy Simpson? Why did I want to mention Jimmy Simpson? I don't know. Oh, because in the TV show, Jimmy Simpson plays in the TV show. And he also has a Star Trek connection because he did voice work on Prodigy. Why I felt I needed to include that, I don't know, but I did. Um, but yeah, so lots and lots and lots. Of course, it was 1973. All these people would have been just going off, like, you know, the regular TV shows like Star Trek would have ended. So they're all looking for work. So, of course, they. Yeah. So if we go through the reg, we haven't really gone. Yeah, we, we, haven't talked gone about Renner, we talked about Richard Benjamin a little bit and, and James Brolin, who and, James uh, and, Brolin. And, and Christopher just mentioned. Yes, he went on to do Capricorn One. Did yeah. see that one in the theater. Um and uh, but uh, you know the other thing with Alan Oppenheimer, he was also the first Rudy Wells on Six Million Dollar Man. Oh yes, that's right. He was. He plays a lot of people in white lab coats a lot. He seems yeah. to have that happening a lot. So yeah, he Dick was Van on Patton, Six Million Dollar Man. Claim to fame, of course. Dick Van Patten was in a ton of stuff, but a probably well best well known for Eight Is Enough. Yeah. So which and was he a TV was show. in another movie too. Hang on, I'll think of it. So, was he in uh, Spaceballs? Who's that? Dick Van Patten? Yes. He played the father, the, the king of the Druidia. Yes, he played the king of Druidia. Yeah. Uh, let's see who we got. No one else that really jumped out at me is like, oh, I know that person. You know, uh, Victoria Shaw was the medieval queen. 
uh, Linda Gay Scott is Arlette, the French saloon prostitute. That I guess, sure, the one with the with the one with the shiny eyes, I think. Steve Franken is the Delos technician shot dead out in the little car in the in the golf cart car by the gunslinger. Um, Terry Watson, Magel Barrett, we already mentioned. Anne Randall is Daphne, the serving maid who refuses uh, the medieval knight's advances. She did nothing else. She did this episode. She did this and nothing else. Yeah, I just she she did a few things. Yeah, there's not much. So, yeah. So, yeah Robert there's... Hogan, Kenneth Washington, we mentioned Nora Marlowe. Oh, Nora Marlowe is the hostess, and you, she's around. You see her around a little bit. Oh, and Charles Seal is the bellhop. He's the one I mentioned was Ed on um, Spectre of the Gun. Yep. He has a very distinct look, and you see him around a lot. A There's lot a lot of, of westerns. A lot of westerns, yep. A lot of westerns. So, so yeah, overall, I mean, does this movie hold up? You know what? Here's the thing. Not really. Here's the thing. You and I benefit, everyone watching the movie now, benefit from our knowledge now because we can look at back at this movie and fill in a bunch of gaps. Do you think 1973 audiences really understood about computer viruses or understood about, Hey, right. computers design some of this stuff. We don't really even know what's going on in it. So did they understand about yeah. AI again, and again, the film? If you probably, if you talk to Crichton, he'd be like, that's not the point. We don't care what the cause was. The cause, the reason is, is that it happened. Something goes wrong. Again, it's kind of like, it's again like a, it's it's like iRobot. It's a, it's a lesson in hubris. Mm. Where we've we've built these things. We've given them too much. You spend autonomous. so much time thinking about if you could do it, you didn't. Yeah. Think if you, you should, you do, could it. do it, right? <laughs> so you know, again, but, it's that same kind of lesson that we learn, and and we look at like what what was the reason they instead of instead of building these amazing machines to better mankind. And, and maybe do things that put them in, you know, like you say, in dangerous situations so that you, humans don't have to do those jobs. We made a resort so that people could get laid and shoot other people. That's where the money was. Money is not in saving human lives. The, it's it's the age old, you know, I'm surprised. Which you know, gambling, that, sex, to what I said at the top money, of the, of the, of the, the podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like we have because we have hindsight. I feel like we have the advantage in understanding this movie. I I really enjoyed this movie rewatching it. Like I, it's simple. It's simple and it's bare bones and it's got some gaps. But to me now, from the from the year twenty twenty three, looking back, it's got this. I can see it. It's complete. It's got yes, a when I, when I when, yeah. When I say it doesn't hold up, I'm saying if the average person that's really not a sci-fi fan that just says, "Hey, I want to," oh watch yeah, they're movie, gonna be like, "What is this?" They pull it off the shelf. They're gonna go, "What?" And that music, that not the it? music, but that 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 yeah. sound, whatever that was, is gonna annoy him. But I mean, when we look at it again with our with our history glasses on, so to speak, and we look at it, we can see the value in it, and and at the time. I don't know. Do you know what this did box office wise? Was it a I hit? do. I do know this cost 1.2 million to make, but it boxed office the 10 million, which in Hollywood is yeah. a hit. At the hit. So and you could tell because you could tell that that they were using a lot of Hollywood backlot sets. Oh yeah. Stuff that was already there. Um, the you Roman know, Gardens was somebody's somebody's actual guard yard. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly they yeah. they didn't they didn't spend a lot on such. And if you look at the credits at the end, they're not that long. No, they're not. They're like here, this guy did this. This guy they had like one yeah. photographer. Yeah, you know, it was, it was like low budget. Just... It was low budget, bare bones, <laughs> yeah. guerrilla filmmaking. Right, and there really wasn't there really wasn't a lot mm -hmm. of special effects mm -hmm. other than those few little things. A couple of little smoke effects. Yeah, smoke effects, and um, you know, that's not it. But they put Alka Seltz on Yule's face to make the the first time he got at it got yeah, acid. acid yeah. Um, so um, yeah. I did see the I saw the behind the scenes the fire stunt the guy him on fire was probably the biggest stunt of the movie right. and I saw the behind the scenes of that. That actually looked terrifying. That guy burned for a good 60 seconds. Um, he was a six-foot stunt man, and those flames were another six feet above him. It was unreal. And he was wearing the thing, and he was wearing oxygen. And that freaked me out. I was like, oxygen is flammable, no, right? Was, like, was it really oxygen, or was it just he had breathing air? 
I don't know what people, he had. A lot I of people get that mixed up. Like they think scuba divers dive with oxygen. That's not whatever true. he had. It, it made me nervous. There, which it is made me nervous. Nitrogen. But watching yeah. him burn, you're right. I mean, you wouldn't want you would not want pure oxygen around all those flames. I want. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it was just yeah. But watching that stunt made me nervous. Like to to my 2023 eye, watching that 70, 1973 stunt, it looked so dangerous. Like Chris, he was just right there in the set. Like anything could have gone up in flame. Like they were standing well, there. That's, that's, that's an old that's an old gag though. The burning. It is. Was, I know. It's it not is a new thing. It, it has been done like a million up, times. Like they they put them yeah, out. Yeah, they turn like a suit. Stuff off. With like and it's like a it's like a gel they use to burn. It, but in '73, did they have that? Did they have yeah. that? Oh yeah. They it napalm. looked dangerous. It's basically as napalm. You know the stuff, the sterno can shit? Yeah, I know that stuff. That's all it yeah, is. Don't, yeah. That's all it is. And then this other stunt guy was breaking down, like, when he shot Yul Brynner and he went out the window. He's like, the shoot, the shoot, the shooting, the shot was on set, and then going out the window was out on location, wherever they filmed it. Oh, they yeah. filmed it on the same set as Blazing Saddles. Sure. Yeah, we're <laughs> sure. there. We need a Western set. What do we got? Right. Oh, probably, have, probably, you know, it's just, just like the Andy Griffith show, you know, yeah. the downtown has been used for everything. Yeah. Chris, so Chris, saying, Chris saying it's a, a high budget for that time. I don't, I don't think so, Chris. I think even by that time standard, this was pretty. No, it was, it was actually low budget for yeah. seventy three. I think for seventy three, pretty cheap. Crichton um, was like Crichton shopped it around, and every studio said no, and then finally MGM was like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it, and he was promised the studio will not interfere. Well, guess yeah. what, kids? The they studio interfered. interfered which well, here's, and again, remember I said way back in the beginning of the show. Nothing happens in this movie for the first hour. Yeah. Like, and it's only an hour and a half it's movie. Like, set, like, so, it's like an so hour like, setup. There's really not a lot. There's a few typical actually, Hollywood bar fight type stunts that, you know, they've done a there's a lot of times. exposition. All that stuff in the control room is exposition, and you need all that control room crap to, like, right, set to set it up. Yeah. Yeah, to set it up. So, well, it's almost at the end of the hour. So, wrapping this up, I mean, I enjoyed this movie as a kid. It's still a classic, in my opinion. It's great. Um, I don't recommend people watching it if you're not really into, um, you know, if if this, you're just you're just looking for an action movie or something. But it does have merit, and I think it does have it does kind of speak to our future. Clearly, it, it's it's the pre runner for Jurassic Park to me. There's absolutely no question about it in my mind that that this is where he he was going. Um, with just another, you know, instead of instead of robots, it's dinosaurs that go crazy and kill yeah. everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, for for our look at robots, this was an I think this was an absolute must see. I'm glad we included it because it's that absolute, it's that turning moment between robots are just machines that do pre-programmed crap to oh wait, robots might have either sentience or something else going on with them that causes them to, you know. And, you know, it's a real thing. I'm from, I remember reading an article years ago that, that even with the current AI, that they are starting to see, like, little subroutines and things that are starting to be written on their own, like, yeah. like the computers are starting start, to kind yeah. of, and we are, and we do, we are at a point where computers are, and are designing machinery on their own, like, these these factory machines they're designed yes. by other computers yes you know what i'm saying the humans are getting separating away from from that and you know to some degree that we're starting to already see that where the machines design the machines and then yes. we start to not even know how they work Which anymore because we didn't design good. it because we didn't yeah, design it that's how we get cylons that's how that's how we get that's <laughs> how you get skynet um yeah, you want Skynet? That's how you get Skynet. No, he but Skynet. whether we learn, whether we learn from this, from this future, from these these lessons, don't these kill the robots over and over again. Be kind to our robot. Be kind to the robots. And, you. you know, it's silly because I don't think I know there's always be somebody that mean, but you know, sometimes even when I talk to the to the Amazon thing, I'll say thank you when it answers me the question. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't answer. That. It doesn't care. <laughs> All right, let's so see. Anyway. What's coming up? Um. Oops, 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 what's coming up? Phil, 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 Phil has uh, Friday Night Freeform this Friday. And next week, I'll be on with him talking to musician George Berry, who's out with a new album. Roy has Friday night off because it's St. Patty's Day. He's ready to do Aaron Go Bra and drink some green beer. But he'll be back on Sunday with Starlog writer David Hirsch. They're going to talk about 
something that I don't know what it is. What are you guys talking about? Oh, oh, uh, quarter mass. What is quarter mass, kids? I don't know what that is. Yeah. I, I don't know. What, what do you guys want us to do? Because we, we've been struggling with the next week. Uh, what, yeah, we need one more what, before what Dave Lucino joins us. For a so robot We need movie. some. So where where are we in our robot arc? We've started with Wally, which is like the, just a little box of a robot. And then we got Westworld, which is kind of in between. And then we have iRobot. Now they're humanoids. What else do we need in our overall robot evolution arc here? Not short circuit. Short circuit is basically Wally. That's back to Wally. <laughs> We're trying to evolve. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, we had some we had some thoughts, but um, like said, there, we, was, there, was that, there was there was that that obscure film that obscure film I had taught which was. Um, the heck's the name of it now? The one I told hardware. you. Hardware. Hardware, which we is really absurd. Terminator. We did. We've done Terminator in the past. We've Ken. done Terminator. Yeah. Yeah, we could do Terminator, Terminator too, but it's kind of not really because Terminator isn't really Terminator's more or of measure a, of a. You know what? You want to do the episode Measure of a Man? We could that do that, but again, we're talking androids there. Stepford Wives. Yep. Yep. We could Stepford do Stepford Wives. Wives. Well, an android is a robot. We, 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 True. I, I was trying to keep it away from sentient type machinery and keep it's it. It's getting there. Toward. I mean, but that's where it's going. Because iRobot, like, if you go from from Westworld to iRobot, you're going up in sentience. True. But the original, but the the original robots in iRobot were just, they didn't have, they were not autonomous. Remember, once, once the main AI computer stopped controlling them, they just went back to being just machines it was only because the main ai was controlling all of oh, them. oh vicky yeah 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 yeah. Vicky. so again it wasn't really so, yeah and she's really, an operating system they weren't really she's like cal 9000 yeah, yeah but they weren't really working autonomously they were being controlled by her it was just like somebody had a remote control car and ran it it's you know the car the car itself is just it's doing what the what, what the mass talking about so cybernauts, cybernauts of the Avengers. I don't know what that is, Chris. Doctor Who has robot. Yes, Doctor, Doctor Who, Who has, has plenty robot. of robots. Yeah, there is the oh, there is the famous one called Robot, um, which was a Tom Baker one. Uh huh. But again, it has I love feelings. Me some Tom Baker. I don't know. We'll 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 go ahead and keep posting up, and we'll run away. Yeah, run away would be a, wouldn't be a bad one. Can't. It's a little camping, but it's kind of does fit in what we're talking about. Um, so maybe, maybe run away. Yeah, Tom Selleck and Gene Simmons, right? Are they robots? And, and, and Kirstie Alley. And Kirstie Alley, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Robots of Death, Doctor Who, yeah. 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 The Avengers, Simon yeah. I think we're going to talk a lot of those about those those one off shows with Dave. Yeah, we probably will when Dave comes on. Well, because we're so, going to do like oh, the one we're going to have Dave Fredo is going to come on. We're going to talk about robots as a huge universe type. He said he thing. proposed the title How Hollywood Does Robots. How Hollywood Does Robots. That's a little vague there, Dave. We need something more so, specific. What are we going to talk about? Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. All right. Well, we'll come up with something. I don't want to keep you guys past eight o'clock. Yeah, it's past eight o'clock. Everybody You'll go come away. up with something. Yes. So uh, silent running. Huh? Silent running. That does have robots in it. That's true. That's true. Well, that's a good one. That's a good suggestion. Saturn five. We had yeah. talked about Saturn five. Yeah, another robot gone bad. How about a, a movie where the robot, aside from Wally, all the robots have gone bad? I would. We I did like like Continuum Man, but again, I felt that was. Are more there any Android. robots gone good? Don't say short yeah. circuit. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Number five is not alive. Number five is alive. <laughs> Uh, yes, maybe, yeah, Saturn V is another, again, goes bad. Uh, silent running, the robots were good. Oh, you know what? Ro Chappie. Chappie is robot goes good. Chappie's robot goes it's, good. He starts to go bad, but then he, you know, has the build. Yeah, you know, I might have to watch it. All right. We'll come up with something, as we always do. Uh, in the meantime, I guess that pretty much wraps it up. I don't really have anything else to say. I'm surprised we, we, we were able to talk about this movie. For That's because news went long. That's because I started talking Oscars and then news yeah, went long. News so. went long. So, and of course, you know, you can always watch the HBO Westworld, which I think ran three seasons. I particularly did not care for it. 
I liked the first season, and then it was I, I was okay with the first season, and then I watched the second season, and I got tired of trying to figure it out all the time. Yeah, I was like, I don't know where we are. I'm, yeah, I'm, it was just a I'm time jump. We, we could talk about that if you guys want to cover that, that at a different time. District Small 9 is not a bad one. <laughs> um, so, all right, guys. Uh, until next week, we will see you. In the meantime, of course, as always, stay safe and live long and prosper. Thanks we'll for being here. Good night. Bye.